Today, we're joined by our very special guest. It's Sarah Cozzolino, Farmer's Market Manager in Holland, Michigan. And we're going inside the operation of a very successful Farmer's Market in Holland, Michigan. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm good. You've been going now for, what, maybe three or four weeks now in your season startup of the spring market? Yeah, yeah. We're approaching our month of our of our regular season. So it's it's been a great start to the year so far. Perfect. Well, we have a lot to talk about again about your market. But first, we'd like to know a little bit about your background. You've been in your position now for around five years. Yeah, this is going to be my fifth season. And I started because I actually worked at one of the farms um, as a vendor. I was a vendor at the Holland Farmers Market with the farm I worked at. It was an organic vegetable farm. And I loved farming, um, but I am also a photographer, so I needed to kind of blend both. But I still wanted to keep in the farming world. So when the, when the position opened up, I applied um, and I, I got it. Five years later, I'm, I'm there. And I really love it. I still learn something every day in the job and I'm still part of um, a world that I, I really believe in and, and think is important for all of us to understand and appreciate. So it's been fun. You basically answered a lot of the next question I was going to ask you. And that was simply was what really, you know, five years is not necessarily the new norm when we talk about somebody on one position these days, but uh, your passion that you've continued to have and the difference that you're making, obviously you're wearing it on both sleeves. So uh, good for you, Caduce. Now, the market itself, we talk about the history of the market, goes back about 42 years. Yeah, yeah. So, which is also kind of rare, I suppose, but um, we were started in 1979 from um, a few local farmers, and it was part of um, I, kind of like a festival called Old, Old Fashioned Days. So, it wasn't consistent. Um, but it, it did do well enough to keep growing. So the city of Holland took it over a few years later. So uh, we operate under the city of Holland. I'm a city of Holland employee. Um, and it's been through a lot of changes and, and growth spurts over the years, but we're still going strong. And, and it's been great to see, you know, we've gone through construction phases and of course the pandemic. And it's just great that we, we have such a strong customer base and, <clears throat> excuse me, committed vendors that it, it really shows in the market space. It's a strong market and I, it's, I love being a part of it. You've grown now to over 100 vendors and they have a tremendous waiting list. I know, I know. That's, a, that's also a good problem to have. Um, we are a producer focused market. So we really focus on farmers and those who grow the food that we eat um, as well as value added vendors such as bread vendors. And we, we're really trying to be a one-stop shop for folks um, so they can buy everything locally and they don't have to go to the grocery store. But we we do have a hundred, just over a hundred vendors year round. So during peak summer, when everyone's filled in, we'll have over 80 vendors um, on a Saturday and probably over 60 on a Wednesday. And again, we do focus on farmers. Um, so we don't allow artisans and crafters. And those are great vendors as well to have, but we're full and we have a wait list of, of that includes farmers and licensed vendors to come on. So um it's a great market space. It's great to be in. We keep the variety up. We also keep um, a good balance to make sure everyone stays successful in market, uh, um, established vendors as well as new vendors. So it's it's really vibrant and, and still thriving, which is great. So again, as far as attributing what that constant growth is and the desire to be part of that market, it just seems like uh, you've really set the tone, set the environment, the stage, if you will, 
for having uh, an outstanding, successful uh, operation for any vendor. Yes, thank you. And I'm only five years in, and it's it's been around a lot longer than I've been there, so I definitely can't take the credit for that. But we just the customer base is really strong. Um, you know, these a lot of our vendors are generational vendors, so they've been there for decades, and people have grown with our vendors. You know, their kids have grown with the vendors. The vendors' kids started there, and now they're taking over the farm in some instances. So it's just been really great. It's a it's a family feel. It's a strong community feel. Um, it's people really committed to each other, both from the customer and the vendor perspective. And you can really see that. I mean, year round, even when we're outside in the winter time, we have a good amount of customers that show up, and we really appreciate that. Um, and it's just you know, people appreciating local food and, and the taste of local food and the impact of, of buying locally and supporting local farms and businesses. So um, it really does reflect in our market space. Everybody certainly wins in that scenario. <laughs> and I'm sure when the farmers that participate in the market start talking to some of their other friends who aren't participating and they tell about the success that they've had, that that really is a salient point right there. Yeah, and that's how, you know, a lot of vendors um, encourage their, their friends to, to try to get into market. And they, you know, that's, I, that's a great compliment is when other people say, hey, you know, so-and-so told me about your market. Word of mouth is, is best both for vendors and customers. So that, that really is always the best compliment. And it's, it's very telling. And I'm sure the longevity of your program travels far and wide. I mean, we're talking over 42 years. There's not a lot of markets. I don't think they can blow that trumpet. I know, I know it. And it's nice. And we do, it does really travel wide. We have a really strong um, tourist impact in the summertime. So um, people that have a second space in Holland, but also people that drive up just, you know, from Chicago for our market, which that's a several, you know, a few hour drive just to come to market. And that's, um, I love that. I get people calling all the time about when our strawberries are in season that are from other states, when apples are in season. Um, people are willing to make the drive just for our market. And that's a really nice, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. That's awesome. <laughs> you can't put a price on that, can you? I know. Right now, we do want to give a little salute to all of our show partners that help make our program possible every time that we do our podcast. I'd like to salute Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio, Holbrook and Manta CPAs of Columbus, Ohio, Culver's Restaurant of Marysville, Utsi's Farm Market of Plains City, Ohio, and a brand new partner, that is the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association. You'll find great products and services at all of our show partners. Well, Sarah, now let's get more into your produce-focused market and talk more about the operational overview and, and some of the nuances related to that. So you've just, uh, as you said, a couple of weeks into your spring market season. Walk us through the uh, schedule first of the market. Walk us through the each season, the schedule, if you will. Yeah, so we are basically a year-round market, but our main season is what we're in right now. It always starts um, right after tulip time in May, and then we run every Wednesday and Saturday through the end of October, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then in November, we shift our hours. Um, we're still Wednesdays and Saturdays, but we're 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. 
And then in December, we're just the first three Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, and that reflects, you know, what, what makes sense for the vendors and their crops, as well as what makes sense for customers later in the year. And then we do have a winter market that is January through April. And that's the first and third Saturdays also from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. So we're essentially a year round market which is really fantastic. And I don't know that people realize how much you can get in Michigan year round that's fresh and local. A lot of that obviously is really creative um, farmers who are, you know, they're, they're seeing what people want and they, they work in that direction. So they're flexible. They grow in hot houses and greenhouses to extend the season. Um, we have a farmer that grows hydroponically, so you can grow that, you know, lettuces year round. Um, but it's a really good variety year round, a uh, really incredible mushroom vendor. Um, obviously the different value added items, but Michigan is second. I think people probably know this if they listen to your podcast, but it's second in the nation only after um, California for the most diverse agricultural products. So that really makes for an exciting, um, you know, shopping experience and farmer's market experience for a good portion of the year, which is pretty impressive because we're in winter like half the year. So exactly. um, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's a new norm for people to think about year round markets uh, and that fresh produce and things such as hydroponics is available you know, on a year round basis. Approximately how many year round farmers markets are there in the state of Michigan? How many are there? Year round in the state. Not, of there's still not a lot um, because it's, it's, you know, obviously you obviously siphon down how many vendors can grow year round with their greenhouses because you have to heat them. You have to have the space for them. Um, it's only a handful of us that are truly year round. I want to say it's under 10. Um, I could be wrong about that because there's a lot that I don't even know about if they're, you know, in a, a much different part of the state. Um, so it, it really siphons down, but um our market shows that there is a need and a want for that. So I would actually, if, if markets can connect to the farmers that have those products, I would encourage more markets to stay open longer, um, including year round if possible. It's obviously a lot more work for everybody involved, but there, we have a strong customer base even in January. So I really think that it shows a want for that. So approximately uh, how many people would you have attend say in the late fall and in the winter seasons? So winter, obviously summer is our biggest um, draw. Everyone likes to be out in the sun and when it's nice and kind of uh, the community spirit is there. So you see your neighbors and your friends. So um, Saturdays in summertime, when, when everything is perfect, we can get 15 to 20,000 people. And Wednesdays, we can get up to 12,000 people. That siphons down. We really see the biggest drop after Halloween. So we, we still have a pretty strong crowd, you know, well into late fall. Um, I would say still several, not as high, but up, you know, over a thousand within late, you know, early November, but then several hundred people, but then it really siphons down to you're there to shop when it's cold out. You go to your vendors, you get your products. It's, it's not necessarily as much of the social scene. Um, it's just getting your groceries, but we still have several hundred people show up in the winter market. Um, whether it's outside or inside, depending on what's happening with, with obviously the pandemic. But again, it's, it's been, the vendors basically ran the winter market for several years um, before I started, like they would, so that that's telling if they're showing up, there's a reason they're showing up and there's a, there's a crowd there for them. So that's, that's great. We really appreciate it. 
the need continues to evolve and the interest level continues to grow year round. Now we've talked about the winter, but let's back up now, talk about spring a little bit here and, and summer. What will people find at your market now? Well, right now is, I mean, we're already a pretty full market straight off the bat. Um, we did just hit strawberry season, which is really, really popular. So I love this part because you can just walk through market and smell strawberries. It's, it's, it's so delightful. I love it. So strawberries have hit market. We're still at the tail end of asparagus and rhubarb. Um, we're already seeing summer squashes and zucchini, uh, garlic, potatoes, carrots, uh, a lot of greens and kale and arugula. Um, let's see, we have juice vendors, ketchup, bread vendors, um, mushrooms. We have meat vendors, eggs, all sorts of good stuff. It's really an impressive variety. Pretty, I mean, it's, we are getting into the warmer months, but it's still pretty early in the season. So it's nice to see that vegetable variety across the board i know it's it's beautiful it's just beautiful to see that i love vegetables and fruit though so and we could talk a whole show about strawberries because you're talking about a strawberry attic here we have it going on in ohio right now too so oh yeah for those strawberries yeah well, strawberries bring the crowds for sure <laughs> let's move forward here and you also make a great effort in making sure that the fresh produce is available to folks of all different income levels. And you have participated in several very special programs, uh, such as the SNAP program, Project Fresh, uh, Pro a produce donation program. Speak to us a little on some of those. Yeah, so we do value, we want everyone to feel welcome in market. And I personally believe that eating healthy and access to fresh um, produce is a right and not a privilege. And that's a that's a big focus of our market. So we do accept the SNAP program, um, as well as WIC Project Fresh Coupons, Senior Project Fresh Coupons. And with the SNAP program, we have the Double Up program here in Holland. So like if someone comes with their SNAP, their bridge card and, and they pull $20 off of it, they get another $20 for free. So it literally doubles up what they can spend at market. And we really see a lot of value in that. And family's really excited because they can get um, twice as much of their, of their um, dollar values in market. We also have Ottawa Food is one of our big partners. They've helped us. They actually helped implement, implement all those programs initially. Um, but they helped us also with just kind of ongoing efforts. So we have the produce donation program and that just started this week at market again. And that's basically a table that supports a local pantry each week and people come and pick up a bag and they shop literally just to donate that bag back to the pantry. And it helps um, get hundreds of pounds of fresh, fresh produce to local pantries every year, which, and that's a win, win, win. Cause it's people shopping at market um, they're giving back to local families. It's really great. So that's been successful. Um, we also have just a, just a variety. We have a, um, like a local farm program where people donate. I mean, I guess this is locally, so it's not just our market, but it's with several vendors in our market. So the, there's money raised to buy produce from local farmers that then also goes back to pantries. So it's also helpful for farmers. This started last year, so it's been really, it helped with, you know, the pandemic. Um, but it's again, getting fresh produce into local pantries as well. We also have, we have a sponsor, Higher Health Chiropractic, and they've helped us implement some additional programs for our bridge folks. So we now have an incentive program. 
So every fifth visit that our, our bridge folks come, they can pick from, we have a variety of gifts um, such as kitchen tools, cookbooks, um, different things to help just incentivize people to come more often and make shopping at the market a consistent habit. Um, that's been really good. We're going to start a kid's produce program. So we get kids started on a fresh and healthy start. You know, if kids are involved, they get everyone excited and everyone starts to eat healthier. That's also going to be through higher health. So it's, we're always looking for new ways to get creative and, and connect those dots for folks. Um, in addition to that, we typically have chefs uh, series and kids activities, and that also helps connect to that local food. And that's, those are usually free and open, um, just demonstrations at market for anybody. So it has nothing to do with income levels. So we just have a wide variety of ways we try to connect people to their local food and farmers. Something for every niche. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I know that pre-pandemic times, you have a wide variety of special activity going on around the, the vendors. You've had, uh, you mentioned chef demonstrations, special youth programs. Uh, are, you, are you starting to phase some of those back in or are you gonna wait till next year uh, to really go full gun with that again or what's the story? Yeah, so we're, so the chef series and kids activities, we are gonna wait until next year. Um, the, the guidelines change as we all know, really quickly throughout the whole thing every week was kind of different so those are things we have to book pretty much well in advance um, for the season and with our sponsor we kind of redirected those efforts into the bridge card incentive program and the kids produce program and videos that we're doing of vendors so we've we redirected those efforts they are going to do videos with um, local chefs as well so we're kind of putting a a spin on it as a result of the pandemic. Um, but it's still going to be helpful because it'll be online and people can access them whenever they want. So we are going to wait for those booked events until next year. It's just, um, you know, once we've got the ball rolling in this direction with, with these other things that I'm really excited about as well, but it's, it's, um, it's just too tricky to switch completely switch gears at this point and get people booked and, and going on that. So we are going to hold off on that. But like I said, with the other, you know, the produce donation program and other things, we are slowly inching our way back to a, a sense of normalcy and, and what the market looked like before. Um, we're just being cautious like everyone else and, and responding as we can with each new direction that comes out. Phasing things in step by step in a systematic way and wanting to make sure you can do it safely and also maximize the impact of each of those items. So, yeah, yeah. And it's really hard to backtrack once you've, you know, started something and then you have to pull it back again. So we're just making sure we can do it in increments that are that make sense for everybody. You mentioned the great involvement of the Ottawa, Ottawa food, is it Ottawa Foods, right? Ottawa Food, yeah. But markets to be successful have to have across the board outstanding collaboration from many different entities or any other entities you want to put out there comment about the overall level of collaboration what is it like from the city itself uh, uh, other service civic organizations other corporations any others that you want to put out there yes thank you for that so ottawa food is a really big one that's our big um i'm on a healthy food committee with them and I'm, I'm on the advisory board it's an umbrella organization so that alone encompasses over 40 local um groups that focus on different parts of, of food access and, and health access. 
Um, the city of Holland obviously is excellent. I mean, they are my employer, but they do do a lot for the farmer's market and keep the market in mind with a lot of decisions that need to be made, including um, the most recent construction that we went through, as well as going through the pandemic. They're really supportive of um, the market and new ideas that we want to try, as well as the vendors. The vendors themselves are really supportive. They're always willing to step up. Um, you know, if there's different ways to help with activities or festivals in a normal year or to speak on something or to, or to connect to local community members. Um, you know, everyone kind of has their part in everything. Of course, Higher Health Chiropractic, our sponsor for this year, they, they've been our sponsor for a few years now. Um, they're really excited about our different programs. We couldn't, we really couldn't do that without, without their assistance. Um, Local chefs, um, in a normal season, local chefs step up. It's, you know, these are people that are busy with their full-time jobs in their restaurants and they like to give presentations and help people connect to local food as well. And then our kids' activities are usually a wide variety. They're hosted by someone different locally, some sort of, you know, sometimes Herrick District Library or local library gets involved or a kid's school or it's just it's community partners everywhere. We, we definitely can't do it all ourselves. And I think that's important to remember for any market, it's gotta be a team effort um, and a consistent team effort. And that really shows it might, there's a lot of people behind the scenes that people would never know about or hear about. And we, we all need that to pull off a good um, consistent and sustainable market. And I think, um, you know, that if, I do think one thing that the pandemic showed is is food's not just going to show up. Different parts of the systems aren't just going to show up. We need to make sure that we do our part to make sure those farmers can stay in business by supporting them and, and buying from them directly. And um, if all of us do that and do our little part, then we can all stay successful and, and have that food on our plate. <laughs> I've said it already, but again, everybody wins in this situation. It's everybody pulling together to make a difference and provide that fresh produce for everybody in the community. So great points and kudos to all of your organizations that are working so hard behind the scenes with everything that you are doing. Now, here's a question that you've pretty much already answered most of this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. And that is, if you were to pick three or four major, major wows about what separates your farmer's market from any others across the country. What is it? <laughs> across the country. Um, oh boy, our, our vendors to start, it's, it's stunning. I mean, I've, I've had, even when I was a vendor there, but um, people compliment just the look. They're like, this is incredible produce. It's just its own. You see people painting like the, the market space. Um, I mean, you can't do it without the vendors and their variety and their quality of products. That's a great one. Um, the environment, it's just a really, I've had so many people say, this is the best market I've ever been to. And every market is a good market. It's just, there's, it's just the magic of the people, of the experience, the energy there, the, the family feel, the connection, um, how long we go. I mean, it's just, we're, like I said, we have a strong base year round, which is really remarkable in and of itself. So the customers alone, that's, you can't, I mean, if, if farmers have no one to sell to, we would have no reason to have a market. So um, really strong. I mean, even new vendors right off the bat, they're like, you have really committed customers where if you miss one week, they notice and um, that's important. So, oh gosh, I guess all of the above. Um, it's people. It's the people aspect, all angles of it. It's the it's the love of market, and it shows um, across the board. 
So. What is the most surprising experience that you have ever had since you started involvement with the marketer? What's the most surprising experience? Mm -hmm. um, well, I definitely think didn't know I'd have to tackle it throughout a pandemic. So that was its own experience in, in and of itself, but I'll stay on a more positive note. Um, surprising. Oh my goodness. That's level of support. What's that? Overall level of support when you first started or the awareness of the market itself? Yeah, I would say that there's, um, I think it's been interesting to see, you know, like this podcast and different ways that you can also um, support the community and other efforts through the market space and different directions this work can go and ways that you can impact positively outside of the market as a result of, of the market work, if that makes sense. Um, that's been really pleasant and surprising. Um, I love, love, love um, when people have a new, so one positive out of the pandemic that I think is that people were forced to make their hobby, their full-time job and their, you know, maybe just start a new job altogether because of the pandemic. and the market is a lot of people's only income or main source of income. So you really see the strength of community and visually the impacts of supporting local. Like these, these are all new businesses that are now thriving pretty quickly as a result of something negative because of people supporting local. I love when people are like, I got to quit my full-time job and now I just get to farm. Like that's incredible or new farmers starting up. We need that next generation of farmers coming up. So when you see them pretty quickly add a lot more crops or a lot more markets to their base because they're doing so well, that's been excellent. And I'm also surprised. I learned something new every day at the job still. Um, not that I was a farmer, but I am, you know, I'm vegan. That's all I eat are fruits and vegetables. So I thought I had a pretty good handle on them, <laughs> but you still learn something new all the time. You learn something about why one degree in temperature makes a really big difference. Um, different varieties of things, different ways to cook things. You know, I do cook a lot, but it's still, you learn something every new. It's, it's like going to class every day and it's really exciting um, so I encourage people to speak to their farmers and their vendors and really ask specific questions. They love talking to people about that stuff um, and helping people connect those dots. And that's been, it's just really fun. It's really interesting. Um, and nobody knows better than the farmer who grew the food that you're about to buy and eat. So that's been, um, I guess I am surprised by how much I still learn all the time. It's fun. So that's, that's been great great points that you're making right there. And again, as far as people reaching out and asking the farmers about the produce, where it is, that's not something that you can do at your, you know, large grocery chain stores. And here, right, right. right in front of it's local, uh, they can really give you A to Z all about that produce. So, uh, and again, your passion is just overwhelming as you speak uh, with ever with, with all of your involvement, every, learning all the time, growing with the produce is what you're doing. We could, <laughs> yeah. we could probably talk for hours, I'm sure, Sarah, uh, but that clock is unfortunately ticking. If I could stop it, I would right now because we could, I'm sure, continue on. Um, but unfortunately, we have to put a wrap on our conversation. You're all over social media, about the main sites for your group. 
Yeah, so we are, I mean, you've, you've got to be everywhere these days. So we are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, um, on Pinterest, we pin like the recipes that the chefs have made in the past. So even if you miss one or from years past, you can always look um, and it's based on season. So that's been fun. We also um, pin the recipes that we include in our market beats. We have a weekly e-newsletter that people can sign up for that always has recipes and kids activities and fun stuff like that and highlights our vendors. Um, we're our website. We have it's at hollandfarmersmarket.com. That's a great way to see kind of what's what's the hot crops, who our vendors are, what days they're going to be there. There's a map. You can map out where you're going to buy your groceries that week. Um, and then people can always reach out to me at just at info at hollandfarmersmarket.com. So um, we're, we're pretty accessible. We always like to hear feedback and ideas and people to say hi when they're in market. Um, we have a food navigator at market and he can help people their first time if they're shopping and it's kind of overwhelming or they have, um, food assistance and it, it's a little tricky to, to find people. So we really try to make things easy for people and, and that they want to keep coming back to market. Will you provide personal tours for people coming to the farmer's market too? <laughs> I will. I mean, I will, if it's going to, it's, if it's going to help people, I might have some side jobs to do along the way, but um, I'm happy to walk people through market <laughs> and I might pick some berries up myself while we're doing it. <laughs> there you go. We will post your main uh, social media out on our, that's agritastic Facebook page. And again, uh, people can contact you through the email at, which is info at hollandfarmersmarket.org.com. Dot com. Info at farm, Holland, um, farmersmarket.com. We'll put that up there so you can contact Sarah directly, ask any other questions that you, you would have. And Sarah, what is the one final message you want to really put out there for everybody about the Holland, Michigan Farmers Market? Well, I think I would like to share our mission statement because it drives everything we do in market. It drives the decisions we make and you know, the directions we take in market. So um, the Holland Farmers Market is a producer's market whose goal is to connect the surrounding community with high quality local food while supporting the livelihoods of our farmers and vendors. We aim to educate the community on the local food system while making healthy food accessible for all in a welcoming atmosphere. So I would just encourage any of your listeners who haven't been to market to come on down and see if we're living up to what our goals are and what's important to us in market. Um, and to say hi while you're in town. So there you go. So you want to check out the Holland, Michigan farmers market and you will not, you will not be disappointed. Hey, Sarah, again, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to really give us the inside scoop of what the Holland, Michigan farmers market is all about, all about. Do keep us in the loop throughout the season. We want to touch base again with you again during the summer as well. And wish you much success here in the early part of the season and going forth. Thank you again so much for your time, your professional talent. Kudos to you and everybody on your team in Holland, Michigan, for having such a tremendous producer-focused farmer's market. Thank you so much. I love it. Thanks for supporting us. Sarah Cozzolini, market manager of the Holland, Michigan Farmer's Market, has been our very special guest this, today. And now we'd like to do a very final salute to all of our sponsors who make our program possible. They include Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio. You'll find great rights services for ag, commercial, and residential businesses combined with outstanding personalized 
professional customer service. You want to check them out today at myliberty.bank slash office Marysville. Culver's Restaurant of Marysville, Ohio, offering outstanding array of value-added baskets, including their famous butter burgers, seafood, daily fresh custard, shakes, and floats. I'm getting hungry as I speak. Open 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday to Sunday. Every day, you can go to culvers.com slash restaurant slash Marysville dash Ohio. Welcome to Delicious. It's Culver's Restaurant and Utsi's Farm Market in Plain City, Ohio. Hey, they're your one-stop shop for all of your fresh local produce. They have that great Amish cheeses, deli meat, baking products. And right now their corn crib is open and it is loaded. And I do mean loaded with fresh produce and they do have Ohio strawberries. I can attest to that personally too. They're open Monday to Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can speed up your order by ordering online also. You can find them on Facebook and on the web at utsysfarmmarket.com. Utsys Farm Market, it's worth the drive. Holbrook and Mantra CPAs of Central Ohio, they have over 100 years of professional service and real ag experience. They are your source for accountants that know the farm industry. Holbrook and Mantra CPAs are ready to help you grow and sustain your business. Go to agribusinessaccounting.com today. That's agribusinessaccounting.com today. And our newest partner again is the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association. They are your source for everything to do with organic and sustainable agriculture. You go to oeffa.org. They are all over social media as well. And again, it's the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association. Your patronage and support of all of our show partners is truly appreciated. But join us again as we continue our ag adventure across the country. Our next stop will include visiting with the organization director of the Ohio Farm of the Ohio Farm Bureau and Union, Madison, Franklin, and Delaware counties, Melinda Lee. And until then, this is Pete Emmons saying, make it an agritastic week.